loves you. When you know God is faithful towards you, he loves you with an unconditional love. He is more committed to you than you're committed to you. I want you to open up your heart to the love of God this morning. I'm going to teach you about God's love. And if you open your heart to it, it will change you forever. All right, so that said, let's get into the word for this morning. So this is we can't withstand and overcome anything. You want to be a believer that can withstand, that can overcome anything. This is part 37. And the title of today's message is The Resting Place of God's Love, part three. So 37 of the overall series, but within the resting place of God's love, once I got to that one verse, oh my God, I just, I know I was going to be there for a while. And so I believe this is going to be a blessing to so many people. Y'all ready to get into the word? Here we go. Second Corinthians chapter four, beginning at verse one, the Bible says, now, it's because of God's mercy that we have been entrusted. God trusts us with some stuff. God trusts us with the with the privilege of this new covenant ministry. And we will not quit. We will not faint with weariness. We are like common clay jars that carry around this glorious treasure on the inside of us. We are God carriers. We're carrying God into every meeting, conversation, activity, every Zoom call. We're carrying God with us. And this is so that the power that, that emanates from our lives could be seen as God's power and not our power. Verse 8, though we experience every kind of pressure, guess what? We're not crushed. At times we don't even know what to do, but quitting is not an option. We're persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but we're not knocked out. We continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies. But this is so that the life of Jesus can be revealed in our own bodies. We consider living to mean that we are constantly being handed over to death for Jesus' sake. But this is so that the life of Jesus can be revealed through our humanity. So then, death is at working us, but it's releasing life in you. We have the same spirit of faith that's described in the scriptures, Old Testament, when they said, first, I believe, then I spoke in faith. Paul says, New Testament, we also believe, then we speak in faith, verse 16. So no wonder we don't give up. For even though we have an outer man that's gradually wearing out, we have an inner man that's being renewed every single day. We view our slight, short-lived troubles within the context of the light of eternity. Whatever I'm going through is small to God. And if it's small to God, it's small to me because I'm going to look at it from God's perspective. So we see our difficulties as something that's actually working for us. What happened to you actually happened for you. It is producing for me a, a, an eternal weight of glory that is far beyond all comparison because we do not focus our attention on the scene. We focus our attention on the unseen. What is seen is subject to change, but what is unseen is eternal. And then I added to it Ephesians chapter 3, uh, verses 16 through 20 from the Passion Bible. The Bible says, Paul says, he's praying. He says, I pray that God would unveil. Oh man, I love that. We'll pull back the veil so that you could see the unlimited riches of his glory and the favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with God's divine might and his explosive power. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep down on the inside of you and the resting place of God's love will become the very source and the root of your life. You want to be able to withstand and overcome anything? right? You got to find the resting place of God's love and let that be the source and the root of your life. Verse 18, then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences. What? 
What are we supposed to experience? The great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all of its dimensions, how deeply intimate, how far reaching God's love is. I, I sense, the, I feel it now, the, the love of God is present. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love far beyond all measurement. Endless love that transcends our understanding. Extravagant love that God pours out in us until we're full and overflowing with the fullness of God. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you to accomplish all of this. He will, God will, Achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, infinitely more than the most unbelievable dream you've ever had. God will exceed your wildest imagination. God will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. I don't know about you, man, but I love the word. Oh my God, the word of God is so good. So oh, there's a lot to share in that. So let me get into the word for this morning. Once again, I'm focused now on Ephesians 3 and 17. The resting place of God's love becomes the very source and the root of your life. Uh, so what does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you in this morning. As I was still laying in the bed, when I got up this morning, before I even got out of the bed, God gave me these three things. And so immediately I, I, uh, I texted myself so I don't forget those three things. I came down here, I fleshed it all out, and I'm ready to release it. You ready? I'm ready to go. I hope that you're ready to, re to, to receive. So number one. First thing God told me this morning was that his love is unconditional, right? And so when I thought about it, even when I was in the bed, I was thinking about the unconditional nature of God's love. Romans 5 and 8, the Bible says, Christ proved uh, God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we were still lost and ungodly. That's Romans 5 and 8. If you actually read verses 6 and 7, Paul was trying to explain. It was like, well, you know, if you think about it, you know, um, very rarely would somebody go out of their way to die for even a good person, <laughs> right? I mean, so like, you know, humans just don't, don't normally do that. Humans just don't uh, just go and sacrifice themselves one for another. But maybe if it was a good person, maybe if, if, if you could justify that this person was doing a lot of good things for you, maybe you could kind of justify the sacrifice. But then the text says, but God poured out his love towards us Jesus went and died in your place when you did nothing. Like, like when we had no consideration for him at all, while we were still lost, while we were still ungodly, Christ died in our place. God poured out his love. It wasn't based on a condition. First John 4 and 10, the Bible says, this is love. He loved us long before we ever loved him. So even when we say, oh God, I love you, Lord, with all my heart, all my might, all my soul, all my strength. Yeah. And then God says, really? Do you? I was like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, but you couldn't even love me if I didn't love you. We couldn't even love God. Think about the grace of God even in the love. We couldn't even love God if he didn't first love us. He, he, long, he loved us long before that we loved him. And then the text says it was his love, not ours. It was his love that initiated all of this, not ours. And God proved his love that he initiated by sending his own son to be the pleasing sacrificial offering to take away our sin. It's God's love, not ours. I mean, God went out of his way to initiate everything. It's not like we were living right. It's not like we we were like, oh, let me do all this right, and therefore God will love me. No, no. Despite our performance, God loved us. And that's how it was before salvation. Guess what? That's how it is after salvation. God has unconditional love towards you. Nothing you did caused God to start loving you, and nothing you could ever do will ever make him stop. 
So God's love is not based on your performance. Listen, those of like me, I was raised with performance-based religion. And religious people struggle with what I'm saying. Religious people struggle with the love of God because their focus is on human performance, works, right? Their focus is on works. And so if you focus on works, I don't do works for, to get God to love me. I don't do works to be saved. I do works because I'm already saved. You know what I'm saying? So, so people that are religious, look at me. I have to slow down for this point because it's really important. If you were raised in a religious environment, maybe you're religious right now. Religious, religious people focus on performance, on rites, rituals, routines. If you're a I believe God hates religion. But if you're a religious person, then watch this. It's, it's hard for a religious person to fully embrace the love of God because they think that either consciously or subconsciously, they think that God's love for them is contingent upon their performance towards him. Let me say that again. They think that God's love for them is contingent upon their performance towards him. And the truth is that no, God loved you before you, matter of fact, God loved you before you were born. So God loved you before you could perform, right? So, so God's love towards you is not contingent upon your performance towards him. The truth is that if God only gave us what we deserve, if God actually blessed us based on our performance, we would all be men and women most miserable. God God loves us because God loves us because God is love. Love is not something God gives. Love is not something God does. Love is who God is. There's only two things the Bible says that God is. God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. And God is love. And I like to say in him, there is no selfishness at all. Now, if I were to say, what is the opposite of love? Most people say hate, but that's not the opposite of God's love. The opposite of God's love is not hate. The opposite of God's love is selfishness because the way that God's love is, God's love is always giving. So, so God's love is always giving. You cannot love God's way without giving. God went out of his way to give towards you and it was not contingent upon your performance. So God loved you actually before you even got here, right? So when you think about it from that perspective, God loved you before you were born. So your performance had nothing to do with it. God wants you to know how much he loves you. He wants you to believe and receive his love. And the Bible says in 1 John 4 and 18, that perfected love cast out all fear. There is no fear in love. When you know that you are loved, when you, when you know, say this, say, say God loves me. Say God loves me and I know it. See, when you know that you're loved, that I am God's son, I'm God's daughter, I'm God's favorite, I'm God's child, God loves me and I know it. When you believe it, then perfected love cast out all fear. There is no fear in love. All the fear that you have in your life will roll away when you know that God loves you. God's love for you is not based on anything that you do. It's not based on anything that you fail to do. God's love is based on the fact that God chose to love you. God loves you. That's it. God loves you because God loves you. And God wants to bless you. You know why? Because God wants to bless you. So I pray that you open your heart to God's love. You got to get to the point where you know God loves me and I know it. I remember preaching in jail. And uh, in jail, a lot of times I would have people say that. I would say, hey, say God loves me. And uh, they would say, you know, God loves me. And I said, no, no, no. Say God loves me. And they'll say, okay, God loves me. And then I would say, hey, say God loves me and I know it. And I could see like on their faces when they finally get it. And I see grown men, you know, 
all tatted up in jail, looking all like this, and then they just start crying, right? Because it's like, oh my God, God loves me. Even It doesn't matter all the things that I've done, and God still loves me. Yes, God loves me, and I know it. Number two, God's love is unsearchable. It is endless love. Ephesians 3, verses 17 through 19. I already read it from the Passion Bible. I'm going to read it from the easy-to-read version. Watch this. The easy-to-read version, I'm going to read this. Listen to this. The Bible says, I pray that Christ will live in your hearts because of faith. Um, so I've already taught on the whole faith component. But then he says, I pray that your life would be strong in love and be built on love. Your whole life should be strong in love and built on love. I pray that you and all of God's holy people will have the power to understand the greatness of Christ's love. Like you got to, this is something that Paul's like, I, even, I have to pray for you to understand. I mean, this is not something you're going to understand as a mere human. You got to open up your heart supernaturally to receive this. You got to understand how great God's love is. He says, how wide it is, how long it is, how high it is, how deep it is. Oh my God. He says, Christ's love is greater than anyone could ever know. But I pray that you would know it. I pray that you would know this love because if you ever get to that point, then you can be filled with everything God has for you. It is the love of God. You want to be able to withstand and overcome anything? You got to know that God loves you. In Isaiah 55, the Bible says that his ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. Well, guess what? His love is above our love. It's hard for us to understand the love of God because you know what humans do? Because we say stuff like, oh, I love my wife. I love my kids. I love my car. <laughs> I love my wife. I love my house. You know? Oh, I love this phone. Oh, I love this hat. Girl, I love this dress. And so it's hard for humans to understand the love of God because our concept of love is different, right? And so, so God's love is greater than all of that. Our concept of love is limited. God's love is, is limitless. It is unsearchable. There is no earthly comparison to the love of God. God loves you with an inexhaustible, everlasting, unfailing, unyielding love. Paul said it this way. He said, Christ's love is greater than anyone could ever know, but I'm praying through the Holy Ghost that you will be able to know that love. Because he says, if you ever get to the point where you know that love, if you ever get to the point that through the Holy Spirit that you understand it, the text says, then you can be filled with everything that God has for you. If you want to be filled with everything that God has for you, if you want to get to the point where I believe what God believes about me, you, you want to get to the point where you can go look in the mirror and say, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. You got to know that God loves you. You, you cannot open your, you will not open your heart to the fullness of everything God has for you until you know that God loves you, until you, you are convinced. I'm fully persuaded that God loves me. And when I'm fully persuaded that God loves me, now I know God wants to bless me because God wants to bless me because God is good. And so, so even when I don't know what God is doing, even when God is leading me, watch this, when I know what God is doing, I have faith. Faith begins where the will of God is known. But even when I have no clue what God is doing, I, I still trust him. You know why I trust him? I trust him because I know he loves me. I know I don't know. Like sometimes Isabella and I are doing something and I say, babe, I don't know how this is going to turn out because God hasn't told me yet. But I do know this is going to be good. Why? Because I trust the fact that God loves me. And so since I know that God loves me, he's not going to hurt me. He's not out to hurt me. He's out to bless me. And so, my God, I just trust him. You know why I trust him? Because I know that he loves me. All right. Number three, last thing for today. Your life will change forever. The day you get to the point where you trust and you believe the love God has for you. If you ever get to the point where you trust it and you believe the love, your life will be changed forever. First John 4, 16 and 17, the Passion Bible. The Bible says, we have come 
into an intimate experience with God's love. And we trust the love God has for us. Like if you ever get to the point where now I have an intimate experience with God's love and I trust it. I trust the love God has for me. Paul, I mean, John says God is love. Those who are living in love are living in God and God lives through them. Verse 17, by living in God, love has been brought to his full expression in us so that, oh my God, when, when I got a revelation of what I'm about to say, it really changed me. So that we may be fearlessly, that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment. John is saying on the day of judgment, you're going to be able to stand before God the Father with no fear. Fearlessly, fearlessly face the day of judgment because you know that as Jesus is, so are you in this world. Oh my God, I can stand before God on the day of judgment with no fear. I'm going to teach on that as, as I close. So listen, God is looking for opportunities to show you his love. He wants to show you his love on his behalf. It's initiated by him. He wants, to, he wants you to believe the love, to open up your heart to the love, because then his, he can be fully manifested in your life because you know that you are loved by God. You know that you are God's beloved. John told us in the text to trust it, to trust God's love. He says, because God is love. Love is who God is. So when you trust God's love and when you rest in God's love, then Paul said it, this was the text we started with, the resting place of God's love will become the very source and the root. So the source and the root, everything comes from the source. Everything starts at the root. Well, guess what? He's saying the love of God is the source and it's the root of your life. Everything from your life will emanate from this fact. God loves me. Everything from your life will emanate from, from this reality. I am God's beloved. I'm God's favorite. I am God's child. God loves me with an everlasting, unconditional love. And so let me go back to the passage because when I got a revelation of what this thing says, oh my God. So in the passage, John said, we can stand before God on the day of judgment with no fear. We can fearlessly stand before God on the day of judgment. No fear. Now think about that for a minute. I don't know about you, but when I was raised in a, in a religious household with a religious mindset, I was scared to death of, of, the, of Judgment Day. You know, I was told, even my mother would like talk to me about, you know, judge, one day you're going to have to stand before God. One day you're going to have to do this. One day, and, and we'd be like, ooh, the day of judgment. Like, you know, I don't know about you, but Judgment Day struck fear in my heart. And, but I didn't understand what John was saying. John was like, no, 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 no. When you, when you think of judgment day, you got to think of judgment day as you standing before the father with no fear, fearlessly standing before the father. You stand before the father with no fear. He says, matter of fact, you are so confident because you know God loves you that you can stand before the father with no fear and say, as Jesus is, so am I. Oh my God. And so, so yeah, I'm standing before the father on the day of judgment with zero fear in my heart. You know why? Because I know that God loves me. And because I, I know that as Jesus is, so am I in this world. That's the type of confidence that you can have. That's the type of confidence that God wants us to have. God wants us to have the confidence that says, you know what? I am God's son. I'm God's child. I'm God's beloved. God loves me and I know it. And so I'm going to stand before God on the day of judgment with zero fear. And so, so I want you to open up your heart to the love of God. Say, say this, say, I believe and I receive the love God has for me. Say, God loves me and I know it. If you could ever get this down in your heart, I'm telling you, this is how you, you can withstand and overcome anything. 
Well, you know that God loves me. Well, well, you know that, you know, God loves me with an everlasting, unconditional love. I'm not, I'm not moved. I'm not shaken. I'm not stirred. Now, are bad things, do bad things happen to good people? Yes, of course. And when something bad happens, you know, oh my God, this happened. Okay. Well, you know what? I know God loves me. <laughs> First of all, I know God loves me. Second of all, I knew God, I know that God already knew this was going to happen. And so the things that we've been, that God revealed to me about my future, none of that has changed. So obviously, whatever God said to Isabella and I about what he wants to do in our lives and something bad happens, well, guess what? None of that has changed because God already knew this was going to happen and he loves us. And so and he loves us with an unconditional love. Nothing we could do will ever derail us from our destiny as it relates to God. It's not like we could do anything to where, where God says, okay, now you've already, you've done enough. I don't, I don't want to deal with you no more. No, there's nothing I can do to make God not love me. So at the end of the day, I just rest in the fact that God loves me. And so I, I can have peace. I can enter into God's rest. There is a resting place called God's love. And that's what I'm teaching on. And I hope that you open up your heart to it. And matter of fact, I hope that you share this because this is something that people need to hear. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I level up by fully embracing your love. I enter this day with fearless confidence. My confidence is rooted in the revelation of your love towards me. You love me. I am loved by my God. I am God's beloved. I'm your favorite. <laughs> I was created in your image. I am your likeness. I look like you, daddy. So when people see me, they see you because you live in me. Now, the only way I can say and believe all these things is by trusting in your love. And I declare that I do. I know you love me. Therefore, I enter this day determined to, to be like you in this world. Not because I'm so good, but because you're so good. You love me. So I can boldly say, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, you should want my notes. You get it for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, God loves you. There's a resting place called love. And if you, have, if you can ever get to that place, your life will be, you will live in a stress-free environment. Because no matter what happens, you know that you're God's beloved. No matter what happens, you know that God is still on you and in you and with you and for you. And if God be for you, he is more than the whole wide world against you, right? Enter into God's rest by entering into God's love. Do me a favor. Two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message has been a blessing to you. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you amazingly. God loves you even more. So I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. Thank you.